Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Live from 1265 podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Johnson. Let's not waste any time. Let's get straight into the news. So, headliner of the week, offensive training camps began, OTAs. Uh, Notable things, Aaron Rodgers not in attendance. Everybody already knows that. Went over that last show. And, of course, it's been all over the headlines. But other players not there. Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Devin Funches, Equiminius St. Brown, Kadara Holman, and Stanford Samuels. So, let me reread you that list, but only select a few names. Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Devin Funches, Equiminius St. Brown. That's your top five receivers right there. So, that's a bit alarming. That raised the rattle red flags. Not only was Aaron Rodgers not there, but your top five receivers were also not there. So was it Rodgers receivers taking a stand and trying to send a message to the team? Or were they just simply busy? Or did they just feel, hey, I'm not going to risk getting hurt in voluntary OTAs. I'm going to stay home and sit this one out. Well, what the Reggie Belkins, the all those kind of guys were Amari Rodgers, the rookie, all these guys that need time to make the roster, maybe we're going to let them fight for it. Or, like I said earlier, are they trying to prove a point and say, hey, we're standing with 12, we're not showing. So, of course, reporters asked head coach Matt LaFleur about it, and he said he talked to the receivers who didn't show up, and he, quote, says he has no reason to believe it was a coordinated event, and that that's pretty much it. He's, that's all he went to say on. He said, uh, went to say he's going to work with what he has here, and that's what he's leaving it at, is that he doesn't believe it's a coordinated event, and that's it. So we can read too much into that, or we cannot read into it at all, and just let it slip. Me, personally, I hate reading into things too much just because that's what the media does, and then the media gets people worried, and it really gets you to start to think. But my one name out of that list, not named Aaron Rodgers, that actually raised a red flag for me was Devontae Adams. Because everyone thought that Devontae Adams would have a long-term deal done by now that probably would have happened this offseason to free up Cap for the Packers, and that still hasn't happened. So now, it still could happen. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen a month from now. It could happen sometime next offseason. But we all thought it would happen by now. And now he doesn't attend OTAs? Again, we don't know the reason. But this comes after Adams publicly stated that if Aaron Rodgers isn't in Green Bay next year, it will, quote, change a lot, man. And it doesn't mean he'd potentially be gone, but he definitely has to do some extra thinking if my guy 12 wasn't there. That quote's pretty bold. He's not saying he's leaving. But that's pretty much saying, hey, if Aaron Rodgers isn't back, I don't know how much this team's going to win. And I want to stay where I'm going to win. Of course, he's going to get the highest paid money no matter where he goes. He's either going to get it from Green Bay, or if he goes to Atlanta or Miami, wherever he wants to go, he would get the highest paid receiver money because he is the best receiver in the NFL. So for him to say if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, he would have to do extra thinking about staying in Green Bay, that's definitely something to look at. And again... We don't really know why he wasn't there, and hopefully we can find out more information on that soon, but that's something that definitely caught my eye. And then another thing that caught my eye in OTAs, it's just a quick little side note, which could be alarming for week one, because left tackle David Bakhtiari, who was coming off the torn ACL, his status is still up in the air for week one, or even beyond week one, just the beginning of the season. So in training camp, it doesn't really mean much, well, OTAs, I should say, doesn't really mean much, but this is how the first team offensive line looked. We had at left tackle Elkton Jenkins, uh, left guard was John Runyon Jr., center Josh Myers, 
right guard Lucas Patrick, and right tackle Billy Turner. So that's definitely, it's not solidified that that's your week one line if Bakhtiari isn't there. A lot can change in training camp, a lot can change come week one. And then if that is the rollout week one, it could change to week two. But that's definitely something to watch because without Bakhtiari, you're going to need to fill that left tackle spot. And I personally couldn't think of another guy better to fill that than Elton Jenkins. That guy is so versatile, he can play anything on the line, and he excels at it. It's sure great to have him at left guard, but he can play left tackle if needed, and he allows a guy like John Runyon Jr. to come in and make a name for himself. So I think that's possibly the line we could be looking at week one if Bakhtiari isn't there. And if not, I would assume Bakhtiari comes back in and plays left tackle and possibly moves Jenkins to back to guard and bumps out a guy like possibly Lucas Patrick. But hey, we won't ever know until that time comes. But that was definitely something that I found interesting. All right, moving on in the news, Packers defensive end Dean Lowry restructured his contract. Uh, Lowry converted $3.1 million of his $4.1 million salary into a signing bonus, and that's per field Yates. And, I mean, that move creates $2.4 million in cap space for the Packers, which is awesome. And we can always money to be had, and that's always nice. And this ultimately assures that Dean Lowry will be on the roster this year. I know he was a guy that could have been a potential roster cut to free up cap space going into the offseason to sign free agents, and a lot of people were waiting for that. And now that he restructures, he's definitely not going to get cut. And I think it's a team-friendly deal. And it's more of like a prove-it deal, saying, hey, we're going to pay most of your money into a signing bonus, which helps the Packers this year. And like I said earlier, it's just kind of a prove-it deal, and it's team-friendly, so it worked out for both sides. I like the move. It keeps Lowry in as a depth. He's certainly not the most productive defensive end in the league. But hey, at this point in free agency, it's probably the best option. All right, another interesting thing about that. Lowry became the seventh player on the Packers to restructure his contract this offseason. That's a lot of players. And the most notable part, it leaves quarterback Aaron Rodgers as the second, he's the only second contract veteran who hasn't restructured his contract. So what that means, many people probably don't know what a second contract veteran is. Say you're Aaron Rodgers and you're on your rookie deal, right? That's your first deal. If you get a second contract extension through the Packers, you're a second contract veteran. So a guy like David Bakhtiari, example, he's signed at least two contracts with the Packers. He's a second contract veteran. So Rodgers is the only second contract veteran on the team to not restructure his contract. And I know the Packers have reportedly tried to do it, and he's reportedly tried to do it, and they just haven't been able to agree with everything going on. But that's definitely something to keep an eye on because that's, that's your quarterback. That's your star guy, and he's taking the most on the team in money. Like, that's that's where a lot of your money is tied, and that's what held them back from signing free agents this year. That's what held them back to going to be able to sign free agents next year, likely. But, yeah, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. For some reason, <laughs> this was in the news. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers is in Hawaii. He's on vacation with his fiance Shailene Woodley, uh, Miles Teller, and his wife, Kelly Sperry. And, for, <laughs> like I said, I'm not really sure why this is news, but a lot of ESPN, Bleacher Report... Everyone seemed to mention that. Sure, it's he's not in OTAs and he chose to go to Hawaii, but he's on vacation. A lot of headlines. He was singing a Taylor Swift song with, uh, I believe it was Kelly Sperry playing the guitar. He's swimming, and there was a lot of shirtless pictures that went around for some reason. Everyone's just kind of going crazy about it. 
I guess it, it makes headlines, so I guess I'll talk about it. <laughs> um, another big thing in the news, the NFL and the NFL Players Association have agreed to a salary cap ceiling of $208.2 million for the 2022 season for ESPN Dan Graziano. Uh, that's a potential jump of $25.7 million from 2021 after the cap was dropped down to $182 million this past year because of COVID. And that right there is almost pretty much the reason the Packers weren't able to sign anybody and a lot of why a lot of teams struggled to find money this year is because of that drop. People were expecting the drop, but not as much as it was. $182 million is a really low number for a salary cap in the NFL. And to go have a ceiling of 208.2 it's not saying you're going to be at 208 million so we're not going to 100% see that 25 million dollar jump we could but it's not 100% that's just the ceiling it could be 202 million it could be whatever but the reason this is happening also news is um the NFL is planning to have full stadiums across the league and that includes Lambeau Field so that revenue that they're bringing in from the stadiums being filled and concessions and all that kind of stuff, that's going to help the salary cap. So I definitely expect it to reach somewhere close to $208 million. And like I said, that's going to help the Packers. That's going to help keep guys like Adams and Alexander and Rodgers next year. And that's going to help hopefully sign free agents. That's just going to help every team in the league. But that's definitely some great news that we got from this week. Like I said, also, if you're planning on going to a game next year, looking like full capacity. So that's awesome. Um, other big news, the NFL owners approved of a 90-man roster to start training camp this year, kind of similar to last year, with cuts to 85 by August 17th, down to 80 by August 24th, and the final 53 roster by August 31st, and that's per Tom Pelissero. So pretty much, this uh, sum that up, 90-man roster, which we're at right now, it fluctuates up and down, usually a couple guys get cut, a couple guys get signed, and then by August 17th, Five guys have to be cut by August 24th. Ten of those 90 guys have to be cut. And then by August 33rd is your uh, final roster cuts, but the roster has to be down to 53 people. So there's that. Moving on in the news as well. According to NFL Tall Sports, I'm not sure how reputable that source is, but this was all over the headlines as well. The Packers were reportedly among the teams who called the Atlanta Falcons about a trade for potential uh, Julio Jones. That was a potential trade. So a lot of people are like, wow, they're, they're, they're making a move for Julio Jones. Like, that's amazing. I wouldn't get your hopes up. <laughs> I assume Packers GM Brian Gutekus picked up the phone, called the Falcons, and was just trying to gauge how much Julio was going for. And once he realized that the Packers would never be able to afford someone like Jones, he hung up the call and that was it. Plain and simple. I wouldn't get your hopes up. Of course, I'm sure they would love Julio Jones. I'm sure Devontae Adams and the rest of the Packers' offense, including Aaron Rodgers if he does play, or Jordan Love, whoever's under center, I'm sure everyone would love Julio Jones. I'm sure the fans would love Julio Jones. But, like I said, the Packers don't really have the salary cap to sign Julio Jones, and I just don't see it being a reasonable option right now. With Aaron Rodgers not wanting to be there reportedly, we don't know if it's because of money. He's come out and said he wants it to be a philosophy where he wants the team to be more like family kind of thing and not just a business. We don't really know still, though. So if he wants a higher contract, it's not ideal to sign Julio Jones. So I wouldn't get your hopes up. I don't really know how reputable that source is, like I said. I'm just going to brush that past in the news and pretend like I never saw it, but I figured it was worth talking about just so I could clear the air so that people didn't really think that was actually going to happen. 
So, some smaller news to end this part of the news segment. The Packers signed wide receiver DeAndre Thompkins, who previously spent time in the XFL. And I feel so bad for this guy, man. DeAndre Thompkins. When I saw that tweet come through that the Packers signed him, I was like, oh my gosh, how did, what, what just happened? How did they sign DeAndre Hopkins? And I was so confused. And then I looked at it again, and it was DeAndre Thompkins. Not Hopkins, Thompkins. So that guy will forever be compared to DeAndre Hopkins, and I feel for him. Hey, who knows? Maybe he could be the next DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not banking on it, but we can pray. <laughs> um, Packers quarterback Blake Bortles, his contract is a one-year, uh, $1,075,000 deal that will only count to $850,000 against the salary cap this year. I guess a veteran minimum deal, I believe. And it's just more of like a, hey, see what you can do in training camp. We need three quarterbacks on the roster, especially if Aaron Rodgers is saying he's not going to play. So, hey, this is a guy who didn't have work. It's a guy who was a first-round pick. It's a guy whose team made it to the AFC Championship not too many years ago, the Jaguars. Why not give him a better minimum deal? See what he can do. Uh, tight end Robert Tanyan officially signed his restricted free agent tender, and this was expected considering he's been OTAs participating the entire time. And everyone said that he was going to sign it, but hey, he officially signed it at Broke the News. And finally, to close out the news segment, uh, cornerbacks Charles Woodson and Al Harris will be inducted to the Packers Hall of Fame on August 28th in the Lambeau Field Atrium. And one more small piece, not necessarily Packers news, but it does involve Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau will be going head-to-head against Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson July 6th in a Capital One golf match. And the reason this drew headlines, of course, it's Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. It's always going to draw headlines. But the best part about it is Tom Brady went onto social media making memes trolling Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for not going for it on fourth down versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship and ultimately kicking a field goal, ultimately allowing the Buccaneers to win. <laughs> Brady just having fun with his friend, messing around, having fun on a boring offseason day. It drew headlines. I found it funny. I figured I'd talk about it. But yeah, so if you're into golf or just enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers outside of the field, him and Bryson DeChambeau will be going head-to-head against Brady and Mickelson July 6th in a golf tournament match. All right, so that's all the news we have for this week. This is the thing that we're going to be doing whenever we don't have guests and could possibly be doing regularly. We're going to be having voicemails from our listeners, and we're going to play their questions, and I'm going to talk about them. They could be questions or comments, by the way, but we're going to talk about them, and it's just a way for the listeners to interact on the show and have their voice heard. So let's start playing those now. If you had to pick two out of three between Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Jair, who would you pick? All right, so that's a tough question. First, I just want to thank you for calling in. It means a lot, and I appreciate your support. But between Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Jair Alexander, wow, that's a tough question. If I had to pick two, wow. Um, I guess if I'm the Packers general manager, if I'm Brian Gutekus right now, I would assume, realistically, he'd pick Jair Alexander and Devontae Adams just because they're younger. And, of course, because Aaron Rodgers doesn't reportedly want to be there right now. And I think it would make sense because Brian Gutekus drafted Jordan Love. So... I think if it came down to it, do you keep your star quarterback, three-time MVP star quarterback, 
Super Bowl winning quarterback or your young wide receiver who's arguably the best receiver in the NFL and your star young cornerback who's arguably the best cornerback in the NFL I think you're going with the two guys that are the best at their position arguably over the one sure quarterback's the most important position you could argue and sure he's a three-time MVP and sure he's a Super Bowl winner sure he's been there this is his 17th season you could say all that but I think at the end of the day if you're the Packers I think you're picking Adams and Alexander. If you're a fan like me, I think I'd personally pick Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams just because I love watching them play Sunday. Don't get me wrong. I love Jaya Alexander. I love watching him play. What he does on that defensive end, it's just insane. He plays the secondary so well. And just, I haven't seen a corner lock down somebody like that since Deion Sanders. And that's saying a lot. So to let him go and not pick him that's bold on my part but I just personally love watching Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams play I think that chemistry is unreal and that's something you can't just craft up in a factory that's something that they've worked on and that's something that won't happen again for a while I think they're the best quarterback receiver duo right now and arguably over the past like 10 years but yeah so I think my answer like I said would be Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams but I think if you're the Packers you pick Jair Alexander and Devontae Adams I could be wrong, but that's my personal thoughts. So yeah, thank you for calling in, man. Hope that answers your question. Yeah. Hey, man. What do you think? What do you think are the odds that uh, Aaron Rodgers comes back next year, and actually plays and goes off? What's up, man? Thank you for calling in. I just wanted to say thank you for your support. And what are my uh, chances that I think Aaron Rodgers comes back? Honestly, it used to be 50-50. I used to say, like, he's probably not going to. Then the second day, I'd say, no, he's probably going to. Right now, where everything stands, I think it's more like 75-25 that he comes back, in my opinion. And the chances that he goes off, if he does play, I think they're pretty high because he's coming off an MVP season. It's pretty much the same team. You lose Corey Winsley, sure. Other than that, I mean, you really didn't lose that many weapons. If Bakhtiari isn't there to start the season, sure, that's going to hurt. He played the last couple games without Bakhtiari and was seemingly fine. Sure, there's a lot more rushes and stuff. But other than that, he's still pretty much got the same team around him. He's learning Matt LaFleur's system more. He's Aaron Rodgers, I mean, to say the least. That's a three-time MVP that's saying enough. But, yeah, I think he could easily go off and win another MVP. Now he's got Amari Rodgers in the mix. He's got a couple new linemen that could be stars. Who really knows? He's got another running back in the mix that they drafted. He's got AJ. I'm sure you lose Jamal Williams. Forgot to mention that. But now you got AJ Dillon, who can really start to make his name in the NFL. So yeah, I think he could definitely go off, like I said. And yeah, I'd say I'm leaning more towards that he comes back and actually plays for the Packers instead of demanding a trade, which the Packers have already said they're not going to do is trade him. But yeah, I think he'll come back. Let's hope at least, because as a fan. And I'm sure the teammates all want him back. But yeah, thanks for calling in, man. DeAndre Tompkins is better than DeAndre Hopkins. Confirmed, baby. Let's go. We got DeAndre Hopkins at home, but you know what? Fuck it. He's better than that, bum. Let's go. Roger Stain. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. We now have DeAndre Tompkins, who's, let's hope, like you said, is better than DeAndre Hopkins. And I saw that meme being thrown around a lot around Instagram and Twitter that the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, I want DeAndre Hopkins, and then like Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekus says, no, we have uh, DeAndre Hopkins at home. 
and it's DeAndre Thompkins. I saw that one a lot. That's funny. I'm glad you used that, and I'm glad you called in, man. Thank you for calling in and supporting the show. But yeah, <laughs> let's hope Aaron Rodgers plays. Let's hope DeAndre Thompkins turns out to be the next big thing. Let's hope all that you said is true, man. Thank you again for calling in. I appreciate it. Okay, so that's it for all the uh, voicemails that we have for this week. So if you guys want your voice heard like that, and you want your questions or comments or whatever you want to say heard on the show, you can actually have your voice heard. All you have to do is call 860-255-8272 and leave me a voicemail, and your clips could potentially be played on the show, as long as there's not just duplicate comments or questions or anything with vulgar language in it just for the purpose of being on Anchor and having possibly paid partnerships in the future. I just don't want to run into any guideline issues. But again, if you want your voice heard, whether it's a question, comment, or whatever the case may be, call 860-255-8272 and leave me a message. Um, So like I said in the last episode, if you guys want to stay up to date on when the episodes will be coming out and any content, you can follow me on social media at Live from 1265 podcast on Instagram. And for any Packers-related content, news, or whatever the case may be, memes, videos, highlights, follow at green.bay.packers. Again, that's at green.bay.packers. And if you really want, you can follow my personal account on Instagram, at trevorjohnson08. So again, that's at live from 1265 podcast, at green.bay.packers, and at trevorjohnson08. And again, I want to thank Anchor for allowing this podcast to happen. It's super uh, super easy and simple to use, and honestly, I couldn't think of a better app to use. It allows me to uh, play people's voice messages on here, allows me to have guests on. Honestly, if you're going to start a podcast, this is the app I recommend. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. That's been all for episode two. I can't wait till next week for episode three. Hopefully, it's going to be on next Monday. Like I said, we're going to try to get one out every week unless there's some big news. But until then, have a great week, and go Pack Go!